this is Season 5 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Hey everyone, welcome to The Score. This is Chelsea Schaefer. I wanted to visit with you all today about Clay Tryon, who is now the richest pro rodeo team roper in history. Uh, I came upon that statistic when I was just getting ready to pull up his uh, his career earnings for the Cheyenne story. I was just going to make reference to how much he's won, and I knew it was a lot. Um, and then I realized that it was, you know, the PRCA's website has it at 2900 thousand. And uh, doing that math very quickly, I realized that he had probably topped the $3 million mark. Um, and then because I had worked on a story about Caleb and Jr. and I had been looking through the record books for them, I remembered that I had come across the top 10 career earnings uh, record and stumbled back upon Clay and where he kind of fit in the whole uh, scheme of things. So he passed Rich Skelton and Clay Cooper uh, there moving into the top 10. And that's obviously quite remarkable because Clay Cooper has seven gold buckles, Rich has eight. Um, obviously, Clay has gotten to rope in a richer era of team roping here as of late. Uh, but it is quite impressive and worth visiting about. Um, of course, I talked to Clay about it, but uh, he didn't really have a ton to say uh, with regard to this record. Uh, I think it was a little humbling for him to pass Clay Cooper and to pass Rich Skelton. But otherwise, I think I liked his sentiment uh, that he said in the article that we've got on TeamRopingJournal.com in that these sorts of records, it's good to break these records because it means the sport's paying more, it's more sustainable, and he hopes that the younger guys pass his record soon because that'll mean that, that rodeos are adding more money, sponsors are, are putting up more money for these sorts of things. So uh, very interesting to visit with Clay, but more interesting was Clay O'Brien Cooper's perspective on... Uh, being passed in this uh, in the record books. So that is who I interviewed for this podcast today. Uh, Claire Brian Cooper is one of my favorite human beings to talk to, um, let alone my favorite team members to talk to. So his perspective is nuanced and and uh, well thought out, even though uh, we visited, I think it was uh, probably 6 a.m. his time in Nevada on Wednesday morning. Uh, he had already had a cup of coffee, so he was ready to visit. Um, so thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this interview with Clay O'Brien Cooper about Clay Tryon. Well, I um, I wanted to ask about Clay Tryon and what you think sets him apart and, and what his legacy is in team roping, since he's now the, the richest professional team roper of all time. When I was rodeoing with his dad, his dad is my age, mm-hmm. and, uh, and in the summertime we rodeoed in Montana quite a bit, and so we... <clears throat> we were around Dennis, all the Tryons and their families. And so I remember Clay and Travis, you know, as little 
little kids mm-hmm. and uh coming up and and then you know as he he just uh well both kids were just kind of you know fanatical about roping like little kids will be growing up in that environment and <clears throat> you know with that it just uh it just seemed like there's an intense focus to to be good at it to you know achieve their goals and i mean it's just like <clears throat> mirror images of me when i was a kid so that's just you just <clears throat> and he come up in a in in his generation and and just figured out how to be the best that he could be and and really uh studied what he wanted his style to be and it's a very aggressive uh style uh really learned uh to use his horse uh was able to you know get some really good horses through the through the right time of his career and with his style and good horses uh and his style really could do could compete at, at any type of venue you know it wasn't strong suited one way or the other mm-hmm. it it just fit whatever the rodeo style uh big arenas small arenas uh big jackpots uh very consistent, very up tempo, very snappy, uh, just a an extremely sh- sharp horn roper, and and uh, a really good move to set up the corner, and and he's just very uh, competition wise, he's ferocious and aggressive I mean when he gets when he goes to compete I mean he's he's coming at you with everything he's got and so uh, I think those are all things that that has made you know a really great career for him he's figured out his own uh those are things that he you know figured out that worked for him and they they're continuing to work for him and he's a he's a great a great roper i've always loved to rope with him and uh when i had the chance because you knew you were you knew you had probably one of the best chances there to to win something if you did your job (laughs) Have you had any wins with Clay at rodeos or jackpots or just like did you rope as second partners here and there? Well, <clears throat> I roped with Clay the second half of the season years ago when he uh, when he was I don't know one of his first years out there on the road. Mm. I roped with him through the summer. I think we won the first rodeo we uh, we entered, which was Deadwood. 
<laughs> so we started right then. And, uh, uh, and then I think probably the next thing that we was, uh, uh, Rich used to have a really good roping down there called the gold buckle roping. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it was a good roping. It paid like 20000 or something to win it or whatever. <clears throat> and we won that roping. It was a five-head roping or whatever. Or two, probably two of the things that, and then I roped with him at jackpots and and did good with him at the smaller jackpots and stuff. That enter, enter two or three, three or four times or whatever around there, around Stephenville. Hey, Coy. How are you? I'm good. You? Good? Um, good. Clay's record is phenomenal as far as how much he's earned in his career, and that's what I wanted to visit with you about. Absolutely. Okay, so Clay has won $3 million. What rope has the bulk of that money been with? The bulk of it was with the, uh, the Mach 3, and he also used the Ultimate 4 when he first got to Fastback for a while. He kind of Went back and forth from the Ultimate Four and the Mach Three, and then um, since then he's been using the Centerfire Two mm-hmm. and the Excalibur. But the bulk of it was with the Mach Three. Will you tell me a little bit more about the Mach Three? What sets that rope apart? It's a it's a three strand mm-hmm. all nylon. It has some uh, some dyed orange in it, so it's an orange rope. Um, it had a little less body than the Ultimate Four, mm-hmm. being a three-strand, closed down a little better for him. Is that and what, when people say that he has, like, the snappiest, sharpest head loop there is, is that one of the things, obviously Clay's got mad skills, um, but is that does that rope really fit that snappy, sharp style then? Well, he's using the Centerfire 2 in Excalibur now, mm-hmm. and I think his... I think his his loops look as good now as they ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, he just he felt like when he first got here, I think he felt like the Ultimate Four had a little too much body, mm-hmm. and the Mach Three having less body was just a little more user friendly. So s- since he got here, yeah, the the ropes have been uh, tweaked a little bit where they don't have as uh, the Ultimate Four doesn't have as much body as it did when he first got here. The, our ropes have a little less body than they did years ago. And so now the the Centerfire 2 and the Excalibur are just a better feeling rope for him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hardly, he, he never uses the Mach 3 anymore. It's all Centerfire 2 and Excalibur, but... Yeah, tell me about the center fire two and the Excalibur. Do you know in which situations he uses which, or and more idea about those two ropes in general? Sure. The the uh, he's been rodeoing with the center fire two. Mm-hmm. It's all nylon, but it holds the horn really well. It has a rougher exterior, so if he makes his catch and has to come right back up, uh, you know the pin. Mm-hmm. He feels like that that center fire tool will hold the horn really well, and then like 
at the BFI he used the Excalibur um, because it's just it's a little he um, he's running a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. It's just a tick lighter, just a little bit more body, and he feels like it. He really likes his head catches with the Excalibur. Hmm. So it's mm-hmm. kind of kind of weird, but it, usually at ropings BFI whatever. He's going to use the Excalibur and at rodeos. That Centerfire 2 is going to have just a little more tip, a little more weight. He can throw it a little farther is what he's telling us. Holds the horn a little better, uh, a little less body. So when he makes his catch, he's not as worried about it popping off. Sure. But at rodeos, he feels like he's his chances of running a steer with a little bit bigger horns are better at a rodeo than they say are like the jack like the the bfi or the mm-hmm. the horn size is just a little smaller at a at a ropings usually sure and do you um how do you and clay when you were making those ropes did clay test some of them how did you guys work together to to kind of figure out your new ropes he he tests our head ropes absolutely and and now they're actually they uh, they picked up some test heel ropes, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he he's helping test those. He we give him a lot of ropes to test just to get feedback on. Not we're not trying to change his mm-hmm. change him over to another rope. We just want his input. So sure. yeah, he he does help, but he'll you he'll pick up other ropes to use. Like he may take a he may take a venom just to try it out or he may take a ultimate four or, or something like that to take to the practice pen just to use to have something with a little bit different feel but um do you ever have to worry about clay being honest with his feedback i have never worried about that <laughs> imagine that <laughs> and that's okay yeah you know, we know what he's thinking you know we know his opinion yeah the the guys that are testing ropes for us now are they will tell us the mm-hmm. the brutal truth so <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all good well thank you coy i appreciate it i know i called you and uh just kind of threw this one on you so i appreciate it <laughs> anytime we, we appreciate it Do records mean much to you or like, you know, you had the record as the highest um, earning PRCA roper up to this point. Like, how do you view records now that you're semi-retired and, um, you know, you're this far along in your career? Yeah, I didn't even know I I had that record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess that answers that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I... I, I I guess I never even thought about it or never never really even seen anything mentioned about who was I guess I just have my head in the sand maybe I don't know <laughs> I mean there's a lot of guys that if, if I guess my thoughts on it is is you know guys that with long careers like Allen Bach and myself and Rich Skelton and and uh kind of guys from that 
era that rodeoed for 30 years or 40 years or whatever would accum- have accumulated, you know, a lot in, in earnings. Uh, and, you know, Clay's, Clay's one of the elder guys out there now that's still going hard and, uh, and made the finals, you know, lots of times. He's been out there making a living for his family for years and years now. So, and his, and he's been such a consistent winner, you know, mm-hmm. uh, throughout, throughout that time. Once he figured out his formula, uh, he's just kind of been a winning machine. He come along at a good time, you know, when, when the money got better. Mm-hmm. And so there's more money there, you know, for the <clears throat> previous, you had, you know, decades before, like a Larry Mahan and uh, uh, Tom Ferguson and uh, Leo Camarillo and, you know, guys that had really good careers <clears throat> and some longevity in it. They didn't really have the money. <laughs> the money wasn't there, but maybe the money went further back then than <laughs> than the bigger money does now. So <laughs> it all kind of, it probably all, it all kind of averages out. But but uh, I mean that's the name of the game, you know. You yeah. As a little as a little kid, you know, uh, I remember my dreams and what I wanted to do, and I could see, like I said, I remember those little kids that two, three, four years old coming up and De- Dennis was hauling them around. They looked like two little raccoons sitting there, big old, big old brown, dark brown eyes looking at you, big eye. And, and uh, uh, so, you know, he got the, got the, got hooked early on and, and, and he's able to live his dream and be successful and, you know, the work ethic part, too, you've got to hand it to the guys that go after it. And, I mean, that guy is a, a tireless worker. I mean, that he, he gets after it. <laughs> he's yeah. Been doing it, he, he's been doing it a long time, and you, you can't bypass the work part and the preparation part. So, you know, there's a lot to, that goes into having a, a successful career. And so... You know, he uh, he deserves the accolades of and of uh, of the work that he's put into it. Wonderful. Well, um, are we going to see you anytime soon, Clay? Are you going to be out and about in the team roping world? Or are you teaching schools, was, or what are you I up to? Out, I was out and about last week. I went to Selena. I saw that. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I don't think there's anything really coming up for me now. Gotcha. A little downtime. Very good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of go make a circle and see some family in the next few weeks Very that I haven't nice. seen in a while. See my kids and grandkids and stuff. How many grandkids do you have now, Clay? I have three. Three? They keep you busy? Oh, yeah, they're busy. <laughs> Very good. Are any of them roping? Uh, my oldest granddaughter's been junior rodeo on the, uh yeah so she's nice. she's up and going 
Very good, sir. Well, thank you so much for calling me this morning, Clay. I appreciate it. Sorry to bug you bright and early. No, no bug at all. <laughs> good, good talking to you. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to The Score today. That is it for us. Uh, thank you to Jenna Link, who is our new producer of the podcast. I'm sure you've all heard her on The Short Score, um, and you've heard her around here and there, seen her name at the Team Rope and Journal. Uh, but just special shout out to her for working so hard to produce these episodes for us. Sometimes I'm coming in hot at the last minute with one so you all get to listen to it um, on time every other Thursday when we release these. So thank you, Jenna. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure to check out TeamRelpingJournal.com. We have been so dang busy writing all kinds of stuff about the circuits, about the rookie race, about the top 15, obviously, about the bubble will be coming up soon because we are in the home stretch of the PRCA season, uh, plus tons on what's going on in the industry, World Series, USTRC, all that good stuff. Check it out, TeamRopingJournal.com. Thank you all for listening again, and thank you to Fastback Ropes for sponsoring this episode.